You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. right baby we back we are back for another episode of the x-man podcast i'm your host doc coil and as always thank you for checking out the show it means the world to me hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with burton c bell seemed like it's gone over pretty well people are enjoying it so uh that was a lot of fun what's going on this week i've been very busy doing a lot of jamming. I just played the ultimate jam night last night in LA. We did a U- Ukrainian benefit uh, uh, for the uh, food drive. I forget the name of the organization off the top of my head, but um, had a fun time over there. Did some raging this machine system of a down. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm actually leaving. I'm going to Jersey, going to do some God forbid rehearsals this weekend so that should be a lot of fun i gotta actually go over some of those tunes but you know feels good it'll be it'll be feel good to kind of knock the dust off of those man it's 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 a pretty big deal i guess now that i think about it but uh uh i guess something i want to talk about i guess talked about a little bit last week but you know kind of extending on this whole elon musk buying twitter situation which is this conversation surrounding free speech which you would imagine would be a uh, important thing for me, given the context of, of a show like this, which is all about expression and conversations and sharing ideas. And, and of course, it's, it's something that uh, is really important to me. Uh, but I, I do feel like the conversation around speech has gotten a bit distorted, you know, and, and like like everything things seem to fall in this uh, left-right paradigm, or at least the the new, the modern version of that, uh, which is, I think, characterized as the left is against free speech and the right is for free speech. Um, I think that's a little bit reductive, but I, I can understand why those um, lines have been drawn and, and, and some of those observations about why different factions kind of sit there. But, you know, I, I responded to something on, on Twitter about this, you know, where someone is like, Oh, the, the left, they're just out there. They're, they're just saying free speech is bad. And how can, how can that be? And I, I I made a point to say, I think that's a straw man because speech, you know, kind of regardless of how much freedom you have to say it, speech itself is just a tool and like a tool, you know, a hammer, you can take a hammer and build a house, which is good and 
something we need or smash someone's face in, which is bad. And speech is much in the same way. You can do things that enrich society and the people around you, or you can verbally abuse people and harass people and spread horrible ideas. Um, so speech itself is kind of um, neutral. It just it just kind of exists. It's just all how it, how it's used. Freedom of speech and how how we kind of understand that, especially uh, with America and its history and principles, I think is viewed in a, in, in a much different way, you know? Um, and I always say, and this is something Elon Musk said, said he said that he's a free speech absolutist, which is something I, I described that I used to be that way. And I've, I've evolved a, a little bit on that in that the problem is if you're, you're an absolutist about anything, you don't have to think about it, you know? It just, oh, this is how I feel, and it, and it's and unfortunately, when you actually do some some thinking, and this is stuff I've talked about before, but free freedom of speech plus the internet creates different issues. It gives more power to speech, and so it's not that I think we should you know necessarily be banning a ton of people or censoring things. I you know I I think you have to be careful. But I do think you do have to think about having a, a well-regulated environment uh, within internet spaces, and look at the the downsides. And 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 you know when Elon Musk says there will be free speech finally on Twitter, and all these people there, yeah, free speech will be back. Sometimes I think they mean there there will be no rules, and I. Is that the place you want to be? Is that something that will be a net negative or, or, or net positive? And I think sometimes people have a, a difficult time, especially when someone like Elon Musk will say, oh, well, it's the public square. I'm like, okay, well then, why does it seem in your estimation, you want more freedom in this environment than it would be if it was an actual public square? I mean, there are still rules, right? Like you can't run around naked in the public square. You know, there's, there's laws for that. <laughs> You know, you can be naked on Twitter, you know, it's there are there are and and sometimes I look at these spaces like is the version you want Mad Max <laughs> and may, maybe the right wants Mad Max and the left wants like Demolition Man. Um, but you have to have some corollary between this and the, and, and the real world and you have to look at like, OK, what are the downsides of or that should you have some rules, right? Should there be rules around harassment? I mean, can we say harassment is bad on the internet? Um, and do you do nothing, right? That is a question. Like if, if you're like, oh, we have free speech. So are you saying, are you, is harassment is free speech? Is that allowed? I, you tell me. Um, it's kind of weird to me that we had an incident this week where Mike Tyson punched a guy all up because he said some things. I heard he threw a water bottle. So if that if that's the case, then definitely had some right to 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 attack him. But most of the people just that I saw the main takeaway was, "Hey, talk shit, get fucked up." I'm like, well, so why is that real okay in real life, but not on the internet? Because I'll tell you, it doesn't feel any different if someone calls you a piece of shit or I hope you die or you know. 
it feels pretty much the same as it is in real life, you know, like, and we don't really kind of want to deal with that or kind of confront that. So that's something you have to contend with. Is there no rules or are there some rules? And if there are some rules, what are they going to be? Uh, the other thing is if you, the people who are all about free speech, free speech, which kind of, I feel like really means the, the freedom to attack people and, um, kind of, you know, have, have kind of controversial or, or, or shitty opinions on things that could include hate speech or, uh, things of that, that nature, maybe things that could be considered disinformation or misinformation. Um, but one of the things those people don't like is cancel culture. And when you have a quote unquote woke mob coming at someone or, um, you know, trying to get someone fired or trying to get a show to get all their, you know, ads removed or something like that, that is used with the speech <laughs> that of their personal speech to have these movements happen. So within freedom of speech is also freedom to have a, a mob of people try to cancel someone. So and and to me and and you could say that some of that is under that category of harassment. Right. So what do you do about that? Um, is doxing freedom of speech? Do we want to encourage that or at least say, hey, there's no rules. Free for all. It's Mad Max, baby. Everything goes. Um, that's something you have you have to think about. Um, are there just are there standards at all? And if so, if there, if you're saying yes, then that means someone has to describe what that is and then enforce that uh, to whatever degree. Another thing is disinformation, right? And I think this is one of the toughest ones because it it falls down to that element of, well, what is true, right? Things that we think are true now, maybe we learn, you know, a month from now or a year from now that, oh, it turns out we were wrong about that. Uh, but then you kick someone off because they had the right information and you thought, it, you know, so it's, it's a tough thing. It's like who watches the watchmen, right? Who decides what is true or not? I think that, that that's a tough one, but there are certain things we do know are not true. <laughs> and is, you know, I, it's, it's, it, I think that's a strange one because it's, it's weird because the people who really go, well, we have to trust in people to know what's true and what's not literally don't trust anything else. They don't trust the government. They don't trust schools. They don't trust doctors. They don't trust experts. But now all of a sudden you trust people to know the difference between what's <laughs> true and not. Uh, and the problem with the internet is bad ideas have the ability to spread in a way like they've, they've never happened. And so it creates unique dangers and that can grow exponentially. I don't have all the answers with that, but it is something you have to contend with. Um, and what are the results of those bad ideas? Or and and that's where it gets into the worst elements of what this speech completely unfettered can uh, create, which is in the worst examples things like genocides. You know, Myanmar, Rwanda. Um, you know, obviously Rwanda was before social media, but they used the radio to spread propaganda, you know, to create a genocide. Myanmar used Facebook to help foment a genocide. So if someone is a free speech absolutist, are you okay with that? Is the freedom 
worth outcomes like that, you know, um, and things you have to contend with in that regard too, is that, so we know, you know, countries like China or North Korea, uh, and to some extent, Russia, where speech is limited, right? And we know we can look at that from the outside looking and go, that is bad. There should, you know, they, they're not allowed to have Twitter in China. Um, but what you don't understand is those countries have their set of principles and they want their principles to spread. They want their ideas to win because they that's how it is. And what they do is they'll utilize our freedom of speech to forward their principles. And so if, if you're, we're at odds with China or Russia on something, they'll use our Twitter and freedom of speech against us, you know? And so it's a, it's a very odd thing, you know? And I, I don't think people, I don't, I, to, and I think some people will hear me say that, like, well, you're not for free speech. Like, no, absolutely, I'm for free speech. But I think all elements of society have to, you know, I prefer to have a high degree of freedom, but with also with a limited and tactical regulation. You know, um, I want things like alcohol and drugs and prostitution and things like that to be legal, but I don't want, I wouldn't want, uh, you know, a cocaine commercial <laughs> on TV, you know, there's a regulation, you know, there th things should still be regulated, you know? And I think these are just things that we have to contend with. And, uh, and listen, freedom has its, uh, it has its costs, you know, there, there, there's a cost to that, that the more freedom you have, usually the more danger you have. And, and sometimes that trade off and often is, is well worth it. Um, but I think it's just something to think about. Like, I think it's very easy to say, I'm for freedom. You're not, you bad, me good. And it's a little more complex than that. So I was trying to get that, you know, it's kind of a long rant, but I had a lot of points. And so it took me a while to, to get through it, but that's how it goes sometimes. Hopefully that made a little bit of sense. So it's a little, little, little quick idea. I think I might do a little Twitter thread, thread that's a little more concise and to the point, uh, kind of saying some of those same ideas. Anyway. We have a sponsor this week. It's a band from Bakersfield, California. The name of the band is Art and the Resistance, self-described polyrock band. I don't even know what that is, so I'm very excited to hear this. And this song is entitled Serenity. I feel so lost without you I never felt pain until I met you What can I do? This empty love you gave me What was I thinking? Everything seems so broken Where am I mistaken? Cause when I am with you It's like hell in heaven Will you remember me? I'm just a memory I'm too far gone and I'm looking for serenity
And the resistance with Serenity, man, I was really impressed with that song. I, I thought it was produced well. I thought it was written well, well arranged. That singer, Art, that's the, that's the, the singer, guitar player's name, killing it. He's got, the guy's got an amazing voice. And this band actually has quite a bit going on right now. They're featured in a brand new series that is on YouTube, I, I think. I don't know if it's if it's on t- television elsewhere. But uh, Hit Parader magazine, the brand, uh, Ash Avildsen from uh, uh, Sumerian Records bought Hit Parader. And I guess part of this, they have this new show that's like a talent contest for original bands called No Cover. And it's featuring as the um, judges, Alice Cooper, Lizzie Hale, Gavin Rossdale, Tosin Abasi, and Bishop Briggs. And... Art and the Resistance is featured on this show. I know three episodes are out right now, and I, so I haven't watched the show. I've seen the trailer. And it looks really cool, and I think now I definitely have to watch the show because we got to see how far Art and the Resistance made it. Maybe they won the whole thing, and we don't even know yet. Uh, but, yeah, they're very impressive, so I'm sure they did very well on the show. If you want to check out the band, um, they're, let's say go to their link tree, which is essentially – the name of the band, Art and the Resistance, and they say they're going to be releasing uh, live recorded sessions on their YouTube channel every Wednesday at 7 p.m. So go over there, check them out, you know, uh, check out the No Cover Show, which is on YouTube right now, and let them know Doc Coyle and the X-Men sent you over there. And just support the band. They're awesome. They sound great. So thank you guys for supporting the show. If you would like to have your song on the show, if you want to sponsor the show, shoot me an email at thexmanpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, that's EX. Or just drop in the DMs. But if you drop in the DMs, I'm just going to say into the Gmail anyway. All right. 
With all the business out of the way, we have an excellent guest this week. Um, his name is Dylan Alvarez, also known as Funny Man, and he's one of the front people for Hollywood Undead, who Bad Wolves has had the good fortune to tour with twice. He is just one of the coolest dudes around, and I've gotten to spend a lot of time with him, and he's he's just awesome. You know, I, you'll, you'll see it in here. I, I give him a new nickname later in the show. You'll have to kind of just 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 wait for it. But I love having bands on this show that I've toured with. And they're they're a fucking pretty big band, and he's a badass. And he got he's got bars. All right. Doc Cole can't rap. All right. He can rap. And you know what? It's about time we had a few more lyrical assassins <laughs> on the X-Men. So please check out this conversation with the incredible Dylan Funny Man Alvarez. Welcome to the X-Man Pod. Um, you know, I've been the doing the X-Man show. X-Man Pod. That's my podcast, bro. So you yeah, probably don't, well, I don't, don't know. Yeah, I don't really, I don't even know. I don't know what's going on. Like, you said, hey, you want to do my podcast? And I said, yeah. And it's not like I even asked what it is or what's it about or you didn't even explain it. It's more just like, hey, dude, you're a friend of mine. Yeah, that's cool. Let's well, do a podcast. Well, <laughs> the, the thing is, you know, I've been doing the show for a long time, but it's really important for me to have the bands I tour with people from those bands on the show. Cause that kind of like gives that insight yeah. in, into this world, especially, you know, bands like, like Hollywood and dead where like I do, I wasn't that familiar. Like I knew who you guys were of course, but I wasn't that familiar with the music. And yeah. then once you tour the band, not only do you get familiar with their music, but then you just become buddies and, with, with the actual people and you get a so much of a better, sense of the personalities and it's just you know i like to bring the audience into that and, and try and uh take advantage of this access that i have yeah i mean i don't blame you dude that's what it's all about right hell yeah hell yeah but um but anyway so we go back i guess to 2018 uh for those who don't know hollywood and dead took bad wolves on our first tour ever it was only like a like eight shows or something it wasn't anything crazy it was just kind of these in-between festival yeah. dates but but you guys christened us for the for the universe so i have to thank you i owe you all the thanks in the world <laughs> no problem dude i mean i don't know about no problem but yeah dude fuck yeah of course you know um and kyle conkeel you know him and i go way back since childhood so it was fun to have like uh you know just some couple of hometown homies on a tour together you know just I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's it's something that touches, you know, my heart and my, you know, just everything, bro. It's cool. And then to meet you guys was great. You know, the rest of your band, some cool guys and, and uh, fun to hang out with. And, you know, you guys are all talented ass musicians and, you know, you guys got some fucking solid band, dude. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very yeah, much, man. man. Well, well, it's it was interesting. I remember yeah, I, doing doing those shows because we were it was our first tour, and even though we were all kind of pretty seasoned individually, I don't care who it is. When you're doing yeah. a, a, a you're touring with a new band, it takes you a long time to like get your sea legs. So we were still kind of figuring out our live show and figuring out who, who we were. And I I remember like when yeah. like just seeing you guys and just being like, damn man, I, like you guys. I sort of got. I was like, I was like, man, these guys are almost like a 
they're like a pop band. Like, like you, like <laughs> no, but like very accessible no. stuff. You know, in terms of the kind of combination of all the styles you guys blend, it it it, it lends itself. I was like almost worried. Like, are we too heavy? Are we gonna these people are gonna throw things at us? No, man. <laughs> I think that's what's cool is that we've. I mean. Ever, all the tours we've ever done have just been with some like heavy acts, you know? So, yeah. and, um, but I mean, yeah, I guess our music is just kind of everywhere all over the place, but it makes sense. You know, a lot of those fans are fans of your band or the last band that we toured with who was just as heavy or whatever, you know what I mean? So we kind of cater to those metalheads and new metalheads and, you know, with the rap and all that shit. So yeah you, you guys have like, it works it works <laughs> yeah but you guys have and the thing i noticed right away is just you have super diehard rabid cult fans like to mm. seem like like they're really into what you guys do on this very particular level like 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 you're their band you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's i know sick. it's cool man and they're very open to a lot of the bands who we tour with which is cool in my opinion because i see a lot of those fans crossing over and you know, showing you guys some love or the last band some love or whatever, you know, and they always like every time you see them at the next show, they're like, yeah, I saw you with that band and I'm just so obsessed with them. I'm going to go see them next week or next month at this venue in this city. And it's cool, man. It's fun to hear that. Just it's like that word of mouth kind of thing, but with people going to shows and just, you know, Get into it, man. Get involved, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, dude, it's it's yeah. it, it's amazing. I was saying one thing about that that tour was that that was very unique about that tour. And I think it had everything to do with the marketing. And mm -hmm. if people didn't, you know, see this stuff, you know, you you, myself, and Jacoby got together early on and cut just a few what, what were we there for? Like an hour or something, or, or an hour or two. And we just we just cut this yeah. kind of funny skits and stuff and use it for TikTok. And I think all that effort we put in on that level and like having fun and also making the tour feel like it was a true package right it was a, it wasn't just about this band it was about no. all the bands and i remember when people would post about it like when they would tag us on on instagram they would always mention all three bands in the mm -hmm. post you know and they really saw it as one complete thing i thought that was really really cool about about the way the tour was 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 marketed and and it benefits a band like us too because we're opening up so it but it didn't feel tiered that way you know yeah no totally because it's like with how social media is today and the way it's so interact with so many other people and like whoever's popular or whatever and like hey can we do something with you it's like it's like getting features on a fucking song you know yeah and to do that with uh, the bands that are going on tour together and just, Hey, let's all get together, make some content and make this tour like, look like it's going to be the shit, you know? And we did. And, it was. and then they came and we saw and we conquered and they fucking, everybody loved it, raved about it. Now we're looking forward to hopefully that or not hopefully, but will happen in the summer. So look oh, out see, for those dates. So you're yeah. just, you're, are, I think you might be spilling the beans right now. We can't, this is like oh, under shit. wraps. That's all right. Uh, That's all right. Hold whatever, on. Dude. We may or may not be touring again in the summer, people. <laughs> this is, this information can, cannot be confirmed or unconfirmed. Okay. No uh, one knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm meeting up with Jacoby, I guess, on Thursday. And um, I'm sure we'll talk about it there again. You know, bring it well, up. You, It'll probably well, slip out. 
Well, yell at, yell at him to do the show because me and him were texting. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll do the show. And then, then he just didn't text back. But I know he's a very, very busy yeah. man, which is understandable. Yeah. I mean, new record out. And he's a, he's highly um, he's a highly wanted figure right now. So Yeah, he's very involved. So I don't know about you guys, but for us, the tour had, for some reason, even though it was like amazing, right? Every show was like sold out, packed, great crowds. For some reason, it was kind of a stressful tour. It just seemed like something was going wrong, like with technical stuff. I, you know, we were losing band members. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it was just it nuts. Was wild. And, I, and I think a lot of that has to do with it being that first tour back from taking such a long break and the pandemic and all that craziness. Did you guys feel any of that or did it just seem like a regular tour? Um, I think, I, I mean, going into it, we didn't, I don't know. I, I didn't really think much of it, you know, don't let that stuff kind of just like get in the way of what my job is supposed to be. And that's, you know, getting on that stage and rocking that motherfucking show, baby. But, um, I don't know. I just, um, I think after that first show and the next one, and or just after the first few shows, it kind of felt like we just fell right back into it. And we were just tight and just on it and was like, yo, this feels like we're just fucking smoothed up or greased up. We were just like greased up and ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, I don't know. It just, it, I don't know. I didn't think much of it other than just people dropping, getting off the tour because they got <laughs> catching COVID and shit. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't feel, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. It just, it felt like we just rolled right back into it. But just, I don't know, I don't know if it's because we're just seasoned vets now with that you are touring, you know, and like, so I, I'm just, you know, we go into rehearsals, fucking run the set and just get right into it, you know? Well, I don't I, know. It's, <laughs> it just felt good. I, it just felt good all the way through, in my opinion, man. Just because the shows were so great and like everybody was showing up and and tickets were selling and it was it was fun, man. So it just felt good. Energy was great. So yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. And I, I I love watching you guys play um, because to me, your whole show and your songs are just all about fun. It seems mm-hmm. like that's the actual like kind of main point is that you guys are kind of having a little party up there and you're like inviting the crowd to kind of be a part of that energy. Yeah. And that's just kind of something we've always done since day one. And I think, you know, there's nothing really much to change than just keep that party going. So yeah. And I, and for the record, y'all, he doc was there almost every night (laughs) during our set on that tour. I'd always look side stage and he's right there. So I was well, listen, I, I, I always feel like one of the best parts of touring for a living is you get to go to a show every night for free and you get to see sick mm-hmm. bands. And I'm and I'm also the kind of guy when I'm on tour with bands that are especially like very good, very professional. I'm always I feel like I'm at rock and roll camp. Right. I'm taking notes. I'm learning things. I'm, I'm <laughs> no seriously, man. Like I'm, I'm, no, I'm, cool. I'm watching like crowd moves how people interact the sounds right like oh what's going on production wise like what what gear are they using what mm-hmm. what types of songs go over well right what kind of grooves go over well what kind of melodies connect what kind of lyrics seem to work and especially with a band like you guys who is probably a lot different from a lot of the other stuff i i listen to it's like 
I feel like you can almost learn more from stuff that's outside of that that box because you you start to like expand and and I think especially like the world I come from is like more underground metal and hardcore can be really closed minded around yeah things outside of that so they'll just write off a band because they're like oh they're not cool or they're not in my genre or they're sellout or they're whatever and I'm like yo you can go to an artist you don't even like show and find something you can learn from that you can steal the little tricks i just noticed. relate to yeah or just relate and just yeah. enjoy, have, enjoy a show you know yeah, yeah. But, from, but from my perspective i actually from watching you i become i became a fan of the band and for, from your songs from watching watching the, the shows every day and like and just because they're fucking good songs you know yeah no and i hear that a lot just with you know when we gain new fans and you know they see the show when they're there for another band and then yo i never heard of you guys but after seeing that show man i just became a fan like you know you hear that more times than them actually hearing the music and not really giving it a chance yeah but then when they see it it kind of just wins them over to like it you know like oh i get it like this makes sense so oh, yeah I, I highly advise everyone anyone who's listening come see us and you'll understand <laughs> yeah hell yeah well maybe they can see us together i don't know I don't have any yeah. information about that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to talk about back in the day because you're, you're the band is called Hollywood and Dead. You're from LA. Is the whole band from LA? What's the deal? Yeah, with that? yeah. Everyone's all from LA and just kind of you know different parts around around that. And um, like Charlie, Cena and I, we grew up together in the same neighborhood. Like George or Johnny, I don't. know, It doesn't matter. George and Jarrell. I get all your, your, your names. J-Dog, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, right? Um, but, yeah, they uh, they kind of grew up together and stuff, you know. And then Daniel, he uh, he grew up outside of L.A., you know, um, high desert. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of just all clicked, you know, at one point. And, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, what am I saying? I'll click at one point. Um, yeah, we just – we're all from town, dude. I don't know where I'm fucking going with this, but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. that's rare because usually it's a little more like Bad Wolves where, or even like bands like Five Finger where it was like all these people from everywhere who came to LA and then put a band together but weren't from here. It's Kyle from our, he's all, the only one from our band that's actually from here. So it's it's rare when you get the actual Los Angeles natives. You, y'all, y'all are a straight yeah. bunch. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. And it's cool. We I think then that kind of brings the attraction too. you know, it's like, Oh, wait, these guys are from there. And it's funny too. like some people will be in like Pennsylvania, some guy will come over. So you guys really from LA? Huh? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know why we call our band Hollywood Undead for nothing, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Well, I used to live in L.A. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> What's your point here? <laughs> you sizing me up or what, dude? Like, I don't get it. It's hard oh, to find what, 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 but, what gang you rep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This guy is probably just, I don't know, fucking a trucker. Just fucking hears our tunes on XM. Came and checked us out with his lot lizard he met. <laughs> Fucking A. Fucking A. Uh, so, so you guys were one of the bands that kind of got their, um, you know, break from, from MySpace. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Were, were you doing something different on MySpace or, or did you just happen to kind of put stuff out 
that at the right time and it connected in a certain way or like were you guys like just very but, no, what you this? just said yeah yeah what you just said it was like we're like this platform came out you know and it was access for people to put music up and and um so we did a few couple song like five tracks and threw them on there and it just like you said it was just that right time you know and and for something new for music and to be accessible you know like just any band you know what i mean and it just kind of took off from there just cool so it was kind of like the new wave of like getting your music out other than a flyer and getting going to a show and word of mouth but that kind of became the word of mouth like oh go to this link and see what you can find <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know so yeah man that was early 2000s while while that was all going on were you guys playing locally and kind of doing that thing as well as or pretty much all online no it was all online i mean a couple of the dudes in the group and the band were um you know they were in bands before and played shows you know all through up and down sunset or in the valley all through la and all that shit you know and then with this it just we never played a show never once it was just all the internet and just hype and kept our identities hidden so that when people didn't know who we were you know who who was talking shit about people (laughs) and songs and what the fuck you know it's like so yeah just kind of yeah then then that just kind of brought the the attraction and you know being on people's top fives or whatever you've done (laughs) that profiles and shit so. so who's whose idea was it to wear the masks and have like alternate um identities? I, I think it was J Dogs. I believe. I can't even remember, to be honest. I all I was told is, hey, grab a mask if you have one. I said, okay. And then I found this old like uh Grim Reaper mask I had in my closet. So I would always keep my Halloween costumes, you know? Yeah. And I've lost them all now, which is funny. And the only one Halloween costume I have remaining is um is a cone head to throw on the head. <laughs> that's got to that's got to come out one of these days, just because. Well, if it's, I mean, if we're playing a show on Halloween, yeah, definitely, I'll make sure to bring it. Well, no. I mean, I think it definitely that that was what when I first heard about the band, that was one of the things that kind of stood out. It was like, oh, they're a hip hop Slipknot. That was the. You know, that was like, who's this? We're so far. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, we're so far from that. Well, not even, but not, but, but not musically. I think it's just, just because of the mask and all that. Well, I think, but the way it was all all, also presented, and because you guys essentially have four or maybe one time five different front men, right? It feels more Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, like you're, you're kind of being bombarded with all this activity right it's not like oh here's the front man in the front and everyone else is in the back it's like here's this dude here's it and it just feels like a circus you know of activity yeah 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 totally and i think when people mistake that with the whole like early on like the slipknot it's like we weren't trying to copy anyone we were just talking shit about some people so we kept our identity <laughs> hidden so <laughs> It's not like we were trying to like create some, oh, we'll never be seen kind of thing. You know, that kind of rolled on for a little bit. But once we started touring, our faces just started getting out because it was like, you know, we do a couple songs with them on and then take them off just for, you know, 
whatever that you know just the image to keep that image going yeah but also you know you can't can't hide this face you know what i'm saying no i know so, it's it's well that's yeah. the, that's the ironic thing and i and and to not to compare it to slipknot too much but it's kind of ironic especially with like Corey taylor where it's like this dude takes off his mask and it turns out he's also this like a-list celebrity handsome face dude under the mask it's, it's kind of not fair and then you guys you're all you're all fucking sexy you know what i'm saying at the beach working out you know pumping it up with fucking ronnie from jersey shore all right you guys are just oh, in, shit, that's funny a lot, lot of abs all right these guys are in shape I remember, it was like it, that was Sorry. funny when kyle up the it was like the last show of the corpus christi show it's like dude the sun was out it was hot we're all taking our shirts off and kyle's like hey so it's a shirt off kind of day huh it's like yeah motherfucker join in dude that's right <laughs> well, we're 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 all trying to get in shape and you guys are already in shape so we're working on it all right we're gonna we're, we're gonna oh, get dude. there one of these days no nah, <laughs> dude i only am in shape is because you know the alcohol i don't drink so i kind of just like took it away you know and i'm a very active person dude i can't sit still for very long like before this early morning i go out for my ride take my road bike over to the rolls ball and, and lap that shit a few times and i'll do like 20 miles or 30 miles a day or so so i try to at least every other day but That's what I'm um, saying. yeah man yeah so it's good it's good for the soul man it's, and then um i don't know and i'm just i, I can't sit i can't sit still sit still i start stuttering i don't know if you heard that <laughs> <laughs> means i gotta go i gotta go no not right now i'm just kidding so but, how um, how long did the, did the masks last like where, where um, you were like where did you guys like throw them in the garbage it lasted up till um, that album five. Mm -hmm. Oh which, wow! Uh, I don't know what year that was. Um, I, could look is it, I think it was 2016, 2016, 2017. 2017. Kind of uh, 2017. Okay, it was when the album. Yeah, because during 2016 was when we were working on it, and then yeah, and then we just ditched them. You know, like this, just not. Or was it there? Or no. Oh, excuse me. That's right. You're like you're like our handsomeness is too powerful. I can't remember. Our shirts yeah. are off. All right. Was it's it time. 26? Or was it that album five? I don't know because we did have masks going on during album five. It must have been sometimes. Was when, the ones when, after that? I don't know. Sometime after that, I guess. I think we just like. It must have been sometime when Danny joined the band. Like, <laughs> I can't remember, dude. And we ditched them right after the. I think we ditched them right after the album five. Is what happened. Yeah. And then into that new empire, new the empire one and two deal is when we kind of just were like, all right, we're done with the mask. We're not doing it anymore. It's kind of just holding us back a little bit in territories of what we're trying to succeed in. And um, and believe it or not, it kind of like like it kind of scares off you know certain things we're trying to go after. You know whether it's radio really? or anything you know or a different world of a festival in a sense you know different genres i wouldn't think so that. yeah i don't know i think it was just the mass kind of like push people away in our you know some people there's some you know certain it's just kind of a political thing and also with you know we just got kind of tired of having to do that yeah. all the time 
it just kind of got over, you know, it's like, Hey dude, let's just try to be taken serious a little more, you know? Yeah. We can still implement the mask in like, you know, with merchandising and stuff like that, you know, to help please our, our day one fans, you know? And yeah, I, I mean, the music speaks for itself, man. It's not just about these fucking masks. Like chill out, dude. <laughs> we just like to write music and have fun. So, <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, they're like fans that come out to you guys like, man, bro, bring the mask mask. back, man. I don't want to look at your face, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick of looking at your face on stage, bro. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I know, dude. It's like, hey, we only wore them for like the first three songs. It's not like we ever kept them on throughout the whole set, you know? And so, yeah, dude, it's like, hey, just... That's it. Yeah, people do bring it up. Like, I read comments still till this day. People are like, oh man, the new music's so great, but I still miss the mask. It's like, all right, well, you like the music, and that's what's important. So, a mask ain't really doing nothing for you other than just imagery. But that's what we're here for. So. Yeah, and the band is and the band is still very successful. So it, it yeah. obviously is not is not affecting what's going on that much. Um, one thing I kind of I was kind of interesting about looking back on the history of the of the band is that when you guys kind of broke out in that mid 2000s time it was a time when it was thought to be known that quote unquote rap rock was like dead right it's like that it shot if you were like a you know that people were not interested in it but then you guys come out and what that first record go like platinum right yeah the first one yes yeah like that thing blew up and it's interesting because it kind of reminds me of Five Finger Death Punch, who came out around that same time, where they kind of combined like new metal, you know, with mm-hmm. kind of radio rock and with like kind of that new wave American heavy metal thing. And I think part of the reason why they blew up was that no one was playing new metal because it was considered to be 
corny or it was considered to be passe. And that's kind of similar to to you guys where I think a lot of times the industry or, you know, forces within that people think, oh, this is out of style. People don't want that. But then Mm -hmm. people just go, no, no, well, we're just going to do what we want to do. And we're going to make the the shit we like. We don't give a fuck if it's considered to be trendy. There's this huge audience out there who was like, well, we weren't, we, we weren't tired of that. We wanted that. And it's like, it's very interesting how that, how that kind of worked out. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, with all those festivals, it was just all these festivals, you know, playing just the winter festivals and the ones before that and all that shit. So I think that's just kind of like what helped open everybody's mind to just, you know, like, why do we got to hate on everything? Look at this crowd. Look how fucking excited everybody is. It's like, let's just join in on the fun. That's what we came here for. You know, and then once you actually listen to the music and then you get into it, it's like, wow, I'm going to go check them out when they're headlining. I don't know. It just, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, I, I really have not much to say on top of that because you kind of said it all. But yeah, just an observation. It is, it, it is an observation. And I always see that too. And it's very interesting, man. And, you know, sometimes I don't get it. Like, I know a lot of people don't understand, but it's like, it's like once you see it, you're like, oh, wait, it does make sense. I do understand. It's like, you know, it's like, don't be so quick to judge and like, not be so open and not be, you know, don't c- come in with an open mind. Don't be so close-minded and fucking thinking like, oh, fuck this, like that new metal shit or whatever. It's like, dude, you don't fucking get it. Everybody's talented as fuck on those stages. And like, we're here for the same thing. And all these people who pay to come and see bands are all there for the same shit. It's like, it's just, I don't know. Let's just keep music going, man. <laughs> That's what it's all about, really, man. We're all here doing the same shit. It's like, why well, I gotta hate? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, now it's come. Yeah. Now we're you know 15 years later, and it's come full circle. And now rap rock is 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 cool again. You know, it's yeah, of- rap rock is cool, and like hip hop is really moving in to yeah. like the Wimmer festivals, and you know, people are into that shit. It brings nostalgia back. You know, like. Oh wait, I used to I fucking love hip hop. I love listening to Ice Cube and oh wait, he's a fucking he does some cool ass shit, you know. It's like fucking plays these tattoo convention festivals, you know, and he's there a ICP for instance or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I don't know, I think it all fits, man. Everybody's got some fucking edge and hardcoreness to them where they can come in and make sense. Yeah. To have that, you know. Let's 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 talk about the the hip hop influence for a little bit because I think it's it's in some ways it's um it almost you guys in a weird way are kind of like the Beastie Boys where you have mm-hmm. multiple people who who rap but then obviously you guys like Charlie who is a great singer and can yeah. play multiple instruments and then you have Danny who can like sing like Chester fucking Bennington he sings, sings like a bird it's insane but then so you have like where what was your kind of starting point uh were you just mainly like just a, a hip-hop guy or early on and like that was kind of your your entry because like i said i listen to you guys especially the early stuff it definitely that you can hear so much of that west coast hip-hop kind of flavor yeah. to the to the beats and your guys flow and stuff is that just kind of absorbing that environment of what was going on back back in the day yeah i think um i mean like i like all kinds of shit you know like but um but hip-hop was something i think i gravitated towards you know more it's like yeah i mean fuck 
I remember being a kid and just, you know, reciting lyrics of NWA over and over, you know, it was like so into easy and just like learning every lyric and just practicing that shit and ice cube and stuff. And I don't know, man, just that whole death row, just, you know, aftermath and all that shit, just, I don't know, it's kind of just. It, like anyone, it's like you just practice. It's like you practicing guitar. I always just practice rapping the same fucking shit over and over, you know. And then someone like Charlie Scene, he kind of, he kind of like put me on with a lot of other shit and to expand my mind more with other stuff, you know. Because I like meeting when I met him, I'm like, yeah, I like NWA, and he's like, yo, I like Jurassic Five, and I was like, let me check this out. And then I'm listening and I hear this dude, Charlie Tuna, rapping. I'm like, yo, I got a baritone like this dude. Like, I can fuck, dude, I'm going to start fucking listening to this more. And, and it just kind of opened my mind to, like, just not listening to that gangster rap to, like, something that's more thoughtful and, like, you know, just, yeah, I don't know. It just, I, everything, you know, just understanding the culture of it and, you know, learning the styles and then implementing it into your own and just kind of came together in for what I do with the group, you know? And so, yeah. And I guess, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very good at explaining this shit, dude. I just kind of, I just go, man. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Are you, are you a freestyle yeah. guy or are you a guy who writes all his verses? I mean, I'll like, I'll sit there and go through of like what, what the song is and just like kind of freestyle into the melody or, you know, the rhythm and what I'm doing. And then I'll start writing and, you know, like, yeah, I, I guess it all starts off with the freestyle of whatever, a couple bars. And then, and then I'll just kind of like, Oh shit, I need to sit here and write this shit out and kind of go from there, you know? And if I need help, I'll fuck it. Yo, Charlie, help me out with some shit. You know, like yeah. we're always helping each other when it comes to lyrics, if we need, and which is kind of cool we kind of keep ourselves in house with what we do and how we write and it's good and it's like we, it just we help each other just get better and better you know and yeah so yeah it's cool man i like it and and the way we you know how we work you know and how our chemistry it's very strong and especially with this new record that we're coming out with and i think we really came together as a group and was just so open-minded with every idea we would put out and just being so positive with every reaction to it you know it was like hey let's talk about that okay what if we did it like this all right let's do it like that you know it's like okay cool like hey what if you sounded more like this or and then you fucking use the you know it's just it was cool it was good it was it, must, it was good man it, it was must fun. be it was interesting to have you know because you guys have songs where everyone does a verse right so you might have yeah. four, you know, four guys, five people singing on on a certain song. I wonder, and this is almost me just coming to me right now, where sometimes lyrically, right? Let's say you have a singer who maybe they write their lyrics, and maybe that lyric, maybe some guy in the band is like, I, I don't vibe with that, yeah, topic or that subject. Is that ever a situation where you guys have to like figure out that you're kind of all on the same page about? a subject matter or is it more like everyone just gives each other space to kind of express themselves how they feel see fit before we used to do that a lot but i bit like i said this time around we kind of were like hey so this is what we're gonna do i mean it was always like all right this is the topic all right see you later we'll go over here and then we'll meet back and then you know but this time around it's more like like especially with me i was like yo i want everybody involved with what I'm doing here. I want to fucking do the best shit I can possibly. And if there's something that needs to be worked 
tell me and I'll fucking do it. You know, I don't want to fucking just like throw a verse and then hear it and then fucking it gets put out. And I just like, fuck, I hate that shit. It sounds horrible. I wish I would have done it like this. So I think we kind of just kept, you know, put ourselves like made sure we were just very involved with everything that we yeah. did. So it was cool. Um, I think I kind of lost train of thought there. It's all good. It's all good. It happens. It happens, bro. Yeah. All right. It happens. No. You know, this is this is very flowy yeah. type of stuff. We're talking about creativity. It, it happens. Man. Yeah. But um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's one thing I also want to ask about because. You guys, like I said, you go to that, you go to your show, and you're like, yo, I'm at a party, right? Let's get this party started, right? Said, yeah. girls whipping their titties out. It's wild, all right? And he's, you know, and the funny thing is, you know, now I, you know, I'm meeting these guys in 2018, and now everyone has kids. They're all married, you know? Yeah. And, and, but I know back in the day, all right, these dudes were acting the fool, all right? I know shit was crazy, <laughs> but I missed it. <laughs> Even though we did have that one night in well, in New Orleans where we yeah, we, where we I was gonna say we did we cruised around. You know, I wasn't yeah. drinking; I was smoking weed. I was buying yeah. these beers just to, and I had some non non alcoholics and shit. Yeah. We we're cruising it was, around. It was fun. It was, that was a late that was a late yeah. night. That was a late night. But you know, but uh, I'm, saying, and, I, I'm not saying yeah. we don't hang, but I want to know about back in the day. All right, what was going on? What was it like? Okay, you know, what, if you met me, probably what eight years before that six years before that in new orleans dude we'd be fucking going raging i'd be right <laughs> uh, because i remember the first time i ever set foot on bourbon street and how fucking wasted i got and then went to back to the house of blues with minutes before hitting the stage and i'm literally i'm i mean like literally hitting the stage like tripping over fucking cables man you did that on this tour like, i saw one of the shows uh, dude i saw uh, a show <laughs> you were backstage on the phone and the band was on stage and you're like slamming the phone down and running on stage while in the middle of the song <laughs> during chaos uh, oh yeah well dude i don't have to i don't have to do anything till that second verse so i think yeah. I, I got a little time oh you're good, you know, you're good. The, the fans wondering like dude where's funny man where's he at what the fuck and then you come out and everybody oh shit there he is there he is <laughs> Oh no, I vibe with I like it. I was, I, I was like, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a fucking. I like doing that. It's a baller move, all right? Big time. Yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've always, I've always like, I've always done that. Is come out last uh, for like since the beginning of time until we it got switched up when we were doing a, a certain song where we kind of switched up the format of how everybody came out. Yeah. But um, yeah, totally. Um, I think that was the only time we ever actually, hey, so we're going to coordinate how everybody comes out because we're going to do this song. And I was like, man, you're all fucking up my shit, dude. <laughs> Come but, out last anymore. But I think you guys fall in within this theory of mine about rock dudes, whatever, musicians, where uh -huh. the harder they party when they're young, the more, the further they go in the other direction of being like stable and family and they're like because they take it so far you know they end up in like a crack house somewhere and then they're like yo i need to get my life together and then they, they go the opposite way they go start going to church they got three kids they're like <laughs> they go the opposite way so that's how i know these like that you dudes were taking it to the ultimate limit back then because everyone is is living the right lifestyle you know is doing the right thing like, yeah great. good strong family you know that's right Be good 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 clean people <laughs> yeah dude 
I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, we still fucking, we still like, you know, we have. We no, I know you guys have, have fun. some fun, you know, fun. but I'm just it's saying. Fun but still. but yeah. I'm talking about, listen, you guys, right? Because there's, you know, there's like bands that had some success and then there's platinum records. All right. You know, y'all, yeah. I, 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 you know, you, you guys are pretty young. I'm just saying, I wish I could have fly in the wall. That's right. Or I was just, just been there for the, for the real mess. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it got crazy, but that, that's always, uh, it's always fun stuff. But you guys are still very yeah. fun to hang out with. But what's funny about this last tour was the tour rules said we weren't allowed to hang out with anyone. They were like, don't go to anyone's dressing room. They had these rules. And then like a couple days in, we kind of realized it was cool. But I had already kind of got used to it. I didn't want to bother anybody. So I feel like this, ne you know, this next tour, if there is one, I'm not saying there is. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I'm going to hang out a lot more because, you know, that's what we should be doing. Yeah, I, love, I, love no, I know. You guys. I think we hung out. We, it was, yeah, it was very so so. I just kept trying to hang out with Kyle, but he was always like, I gotta go. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Come on. Nerd. He's gonna say bullshit. Yeah, no. Nah. Come on, Kyle. Well, I'll, um, I'll, have, I'll have a talking to with Kyle, all right? To so like, yo, yeah. funny man wants to hang out, all right? Yeah. Hook him up. Hook him we'll up. Talk, we'll talk about Blockbuster, dude. Talk about movies. Come on. You're a movie guy? Well, I was, uh, I mean, we went to we Kyle and I've known each other since the fifth grade, and um, that's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And in high school, he was uh, he worked at Blockbuster, and so <laughs> I didn't know I that. Was I going there. I need a picture oh, of him in that? his uniform. Oh no, I oh, didn't shit. know that. He didn't tell you that. Uh oh, I might get in trouble. He was now. trying to hide that shit. We all know. <laughs> like it's funny. We have this one song. Why would he hide that? This shit's tight. I don't know. Maybe he's not hiding it. Maybe I, hung, just... I hung out at that, that blockbuster a lot. So I, I there were I've probably seen every movie that was on those walls in and through the alleys. Like I would go through, pick a genre, and then I would go through it, and then just go to the next one and go through it. Like I was like addicted to hanging. I mean, blockbuster was the shit. It was. The yeah. problem with blockbuster though is you would go there on Friday, right? And whatever the new movie was, right? Whatever oh, came dude. out, it was out. <sighs> out of stock I don't for know weeks it. i used to get so mad yeah i would be like hey can you kyle go look in the dropbox let's see what the fuck see if it's in there dude come on i would wait i would seriously wait because <laughs> there would like you would have to drop it off you know i know and i would be like all right i'm gonna go wait i'm gonna see i would literally wait and then i would see like hey what movie dropping up oh shit okay cool and i would follow them in and be like hey kyle dude it's right there dude can you get it for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and people don't people don't remember this. I'm sure the young people listen to this. Movie would come out in the theater, right? That shit would be mm. in the theater for like six months. Then it would take three months for it to show up on video. Then it would be mm -hmm. on video for like a year before it showed up on TV. Sometimes, you know, before <laughs> before pay per view and all that shit, it would you it'd yeah. be a long time before a movie show up on actual TV. You'd be amazed, you know? Yeah, so, right. So getting that movie, that was like it, it was like drugs, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see your movie posters though. I like all those. There. Oh, I don't mess around. Right. I got a whole. Yeah, I got. I got my, my got 4K weapon. collection. You got some Die Hard, Goodfellas. You got Cyborg, The Crow. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Um, what's that? Um, have you did you ever have you ever heard of the Big Lebowski Festival? Yeah, Lebowski Fest, of course. Lebowski. Have you been to it? I have not, have but you, I'm, I'm down. I've yeah, been to the one, I, one year. Really? Is it in LA? They, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do it at the Wiltern. Or oh, shit. I don't know if they still do, but I, the no, one I, I think went, you're I right. Think it's I think you're at right. The yeah, because that, that that's the one I went to. 
And I remember going and they had a, a, Cre- a Credence Clearwater cover band p- perform. Dude, it was fucking awesome. That's dope. And I remember my buddy and I, we kept drinking uh, White Russians. And then after the band plays, they play the movie. And fuck, dude, we fell asleep. We were out. We woke <laughs> up, dude. We were both just like laid out. We were in like in the alley seat. Like, and we're just like fucked up, just wasted. And people were walking by. I'm sure people t- took pictures. And I'm sure we're in some kind of fucking like collage of photos of Lebowski. <laughs> well, oh, man, that was crazy. I'm definitely going to so get some fun. kind of Lebowski tattoo somewhere. I just don't know what yeah. I got. Fi- I got figured out. I need. I need some kind of Lebowski tattoo because it's. Uh, I've always it's in my DNA. Wanted to do. Yeah, I've always wanted to do like a Lebowski music video, a big Lebowski themed music video, and I have right like there. and with the band with our band, we I have like each character played out, and it's like it makes <laughs> sense for their roles. Who's like, gonna I'll be Walter? You, like, I'll be, Is George gonna be Walter? Walter's. Uh, uh, see, you already know, dude. <laughs> George would be Walter um who's steve buscemi is daniel that, would be Do- steve buscemi would be daniel uh, see, would I be donnie figure that too jordan would be yeah jordan would be lebowski i would be jesus and then terrell <laughs> would be the narrator he would be the cowboy narrator nice and it would i it, dude it would it would no. make so much sense you just you need can't, the right no. song it'd have to be like a what's up dude you as jesus yeah, what's up oh have you ever done that as a <laughs> as a halloween costume I've always wanted to, but I never, I, I, I no, Dude, I, I, yeah. It would be so perfect. Perfect. <laughs> By the way, I, so, so to me, when I watch you, I, you know, watch you perform a lot. I'm like, you're the Snoop Dogg of rap rock. All right. You're tall, <laughs> skinny, and like, and you're just like, and you're just like chilling in the cut, smooth, you know, just, just always just. You're the, you know, that's to me, that's who you, who you, who grew up. So I'm like, yo, yo we got our own Snoop Dogg in our scene, all right? And people, oh, need yeah. to, people need to re- recognize that, all right? Yeah, thank you, sir. Just, just a smooth, that. pimped out player from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would love to smoke weed with that dude one day. I would like to see how much, like, how far I can hang with him, you oh. know, like to see how much I can hang with that dude. Because it's like, I'm blazing before that show. And that's it. I, it like puts me in that Snoop Dogg mode, you know, and I'm just out there fucking feeling it. But then it's like, I always imagine like what it would be like just to be with him just one day, and just blaze, smoke with him, see what's up. Listen, you just might, tell, yeah. he, he meets you. He's like, I think you're my cousin. Next thing you know, you're <laughs> in the crew. You know, you're going to be his right hand man. You, you know, I think, I think you just might be in, in the mix, you know? So, like, hey, do you need a, a a joint roller? Do you need a uh, blunt roller? Because they have some of these rappers have personal like have their and their entourage. They have like this guy just strictly rolls blunts and joints all day. And if he's not doing it, he's fired. Next guy, come in. Well, listen. I think you are you like very good at that. Um, I don't I don't brag much about that, but yes, I yeah, I can I can roll I can roll I yes. I prefer to roll. Like when I'm at the dispensary, this creep can roll, like, man. You, you wanna buy you wanna buy some pretty rolls, man. We got this special on I'm like I look at I'm like, man, I honestly I like to roll my own. There's something about just rolling your own is just more personal, you know. And I don't know. I feel like I don't wanna be fucking smoking on somebody's lick like their tongue licking all over that joint. <laughs> I see how some of these motherfuckers package those pre rolls. 
some of them they, they got those machines and then they got some girls in the back fucking rolling those doing those cones up for you so yeah see i'm see i'm i'm a very um moderate weed smoker i smoke a little bit and that's it and i'm good I don't, I don't like to get very high i just like a little no, bit help me respect. chill out smoke yeah, you know, go, go to sleep nothing not, nothing crazy but i want to <laughs> i'm gonna do a, a a very quick subject change real quick because no you're good go ahead i, I kind of just want to get get back a little bit to just to the the flow of the band's history and and continuance because i'm always impressed um with longevity you know of, of any mm-hmm. bands you know you, you being in, a, in this group for so long i'm sure you understand how hard it is to keep a band together right you know there's mm-hmm. ups there's downs there's personalities i mean you guys you know uh deuce is out of the band you know Dan- danny's in the band you're you know and also a lot of situations where and this is something i can re- relate to with with bad wolves where like our first single was kind of the biggest thing. And then you're, then mm-hmm. after that, you have to just navigate a career and keep it consistent. And you guys too just yeah. came out the gate with this huge record, but there's this consistency. I mean, for you, what would be, what do you think is kind of the secret to just keeping it going and keeping it steady and having like a business and a, and a creative flow that is, that keeps going in a way that, that feels consistent. Uh, touring i think touring and the right management yeah you know you know <clears throat> coming up with ideas and ways of getting the song the single or whatever it is out there and you know get it in territories and see what's going on you know and then i, I mean shit you know how it is everybody everything costs money these days just to yeah. get a radio play sure. you know but also i think touring helps a lot too i think um you mean touring as far as like promoting the band or promote? Just- yeah, I think touring, promoting the band, and like you know, it's like um, I think getting on and doing like direct supports. Yeah, in a sense of like not keep, always uh, having always not-, oh, not always having that headlining show where it's like, hey, let's direct support for a bigger act because then you're just gaining new fans. Yeah. And with those new fans, it just helps keeping that, that, that fucking, you know, whatever. I I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, man. It's like, it's like with rock, I feel like, like you have to tour to keep your shit going, you know, and to like, you like we, for us, like we, you know, the reason why we were so big out in Europe is because we just kept going back, you know, and we kept putting out songs that were, you know, that kept, becoming singles out there and, and are you bigger there? Know, just what we do i think we are yeah. yeah wow just with the consistency we've had over there and the relationships we've created with the labels and you know and the, we've had the right you know the publicists that we've had for years and you know and I, I think um it just works for us you know and i think in the states too i, th- I feel like we're going to start picking that shit back up again with this new album and seeing how well the new songs are doing and like i don't know i think it's just i think just consistency man i mean we're not like hip-hop we're not rap like those motherfuckers keep pumping out mixtapes and songs like every fucking month every two months every few months you know and i think that's what keeps them afloat and keeps their shit going you know and still staying relevant 
And, um, and I think with today now, it's like the way to stay relevant is just the, the content and, you know, and pumping out music. And I think um, rock bands need to treat their music like hip hop nowadays, you know, just fucking throw shit out, dude, who gives a fuck, you know, put out a really solid fucking B side or, or, you know, like after you fucking, you know, before you put out the big single or whatever, you know, just keep, I see it happening a lot with the way bands are putting out and acts are putting out their albums, you know, they're putting on a song every month, every four weeks or six weeks or whatever it is. And, you know, they got a five track EP that's out and it sits for a few months, let it resonate with the, you know, your fans and promoting it and getting new listeners. And then boom, you drop that album and then fuck dude, it blows up. Then you're fucking touring and you keep that shit going because you know, you just, you kept putting out music, man. And people want to hear you, see you. I don't know. I just, and now with everything opening back up, I think people are starting, you know, you saw the fucking shows, man. Yeah. It looked like people were fucking dying to be at a fucking show. And I've heard more times out of any show of like with new fans and people running into me outside and like, fuck, never heard of you guys came here to see Papa Roach came to see bad wolves and fuck. Now I'm a fan of you guys. I cannot wait to see you again. Like, this is fucking great. Like I came to see my favorite bands and now I got a new favorite band. It's fucking great. So, and it, it's, it's good to hear that, man. It's, it's like, dude, we're constantly doing something right. You know, and with you guys too, it's like, you guys are always doing. So you guys keep putting out fucking new music and it's great. And, and you know, it's, we got, everyone's got their formula. I just think everybody needs to implement a little bit of what hip hop's doing. I agree. You know, I has been, has been doing for years and hip hop are the new the rappers are the new fucking rock stars, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, I agree. I think it's a little harder from like our perspective because so much stuff ties around radio and they, uh-huh. like, and so they like, yeah. and those radio totally. campaigns yeah, totally. take a long time. Right. It might, it might go for four months. Right. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times we're always like internally, like I want to put out, cause we have a, a, I think two B sides from the record that aren't out yet. And then maybe another three songs that we did that aren't finished. But I was like, let's just put all that out as one EP and just to have new, new stuff. Cause I think it's, it would be cool. And, and I feel like a record comes out. It's almost like six months later, people are ready for something else, you know? Yeah, totally, man. I, and like with this, um, this last year of recording, you know, this new album, you know, we didn't just do the album. We have more songs. Yeah. So, you know, we may or may not have more stuff to put out after this new album. I don't know, but that's the way to do it, man. If you're going to be in that studio, write a new album, just keep fucking do like 20, 30 songs, but make them fucking tight. Don't fucking just do it just to do it. You know? Yeah. I think, And then it gives you that selection to put out that whatever eight, 10, 14 track album of whatever you're putting out. And then, then you have leftover just to help keep your shit relevant, man. And just keep the content flowing for it, you know? Hell yeah. So I have one more question. I'm going to let you go, but I thank you so much for, for doing this. Um, Yeah, man. Your guys opening single, the new single for your album, which isn't out yet. Chaos is a banger and it's super heavy like the heaviest i feel like i've i've heard you guys um and that video is fucking amazing i love that video i've watched it several times um wow cool 
is that a, a like a real intentional thing in terms of the direction of the band or is that reflective of what this next record or where the band is going to go is to kind of go a little more in that heavier direction a little more metal um i mean if you heard the last track we just put out in that i mean that'll give you an idea of what's to come like gotcha. yeah i did i did I, be, I watched yeah. the, the the lyric video which is badass yeah and um so yeah i mean that's those two tracks are gonna help give you the idea of what's to come so right. yeah there's gonna be yeah 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 and you know that was yeah that was yeah 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 i think that's a good answer <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i can't think of anything else to say i mean yeah i i mean i don't want to give up too much you know when does the new album come it, out uh i don't know no date yet okay all right all right I, summer i'll just say summer coming soon, soon. in the summer coming soon to a coming um, soon to not a record store <laughs> uh, yeah to a, not a record to a streaming platform that's right. near you like or it wouldn't be near you it'd be handheld yeah yeah do you guys do vinyl and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, yeah. Right. We, yeah. Every, I think, every, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. All right. Well, there's some physical yeah. out there. Well, listen, yeah. Dylan, um, funny man. I love you, brother, man. It's, it's been so, so oh, yeah. fun to, uh, to just uh, get to know you over, over the last couple of years and, and spending time recently, man, has been, been so much fun. And I'm looking forward to maybe touring again in the future. And since you're so big in Europe, yeah. you know, Bad Wolves needs a European tour. So, you know, th think about your boys when you head, head overseas, all right? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You know, it's crazy. We were in, we were over, we were in fucking um, in Glasgow and when Homegirl passed away. Yeah. You guys had you guys. She was like flying to LA or something. She was actually coming to like do the song with you guys. I to, was like, in Iceland. It. I was in Iceland yeah. when that happened. Actually, I was on vacation. Yeah, I remember that. I, yeah, right when you said that, I was like, "Wow, I, with the Europe thing," and I was thinking, yeah. like, "Oh shit, we were in Glasgow when Homegirl passed away," and and like, I thought that was kind of cool that she was coming in to like she was excited about the song you guys covered and wanting to do it with y'all and you know i'll re-record or whatever you know i was gonna say remix but <laughs> it's like more of you guys remixing her but here she comes on a double remix but yeah man um but it's you know whatever i don't know i'm not trying to get too deep sorry oh it's all good it's all good <laughs> brother but anyway man i i really thank you for yeah. for, for yeah, yeah doing for this. sure and um and yeah man people check out check out that 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 new hollywood and dead they're they're, they're dropping bangers all the time and they're they're coming yep. to a city near you so brother you take care of yourself thank Me you so too, much man and i'll talk to you soon all right all right brother take care peace, peace.
break you down just to break the silence. Can you hear it? Blood on the street, but my heart beats cold. I got secrets no one knows. Death from above, death from below. I try to run, but it won't let go. So you just heard Chaos from Hollywood Undead. Love that song. The video is a banger. Check out the video if you get a chance. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mr. Dylan. Funny man. He is funny. I didn't ask him where he got the nickname from because I'm like, he probably gets that in every interview. So I'm like, you know what? It's out there. I'm sure I could just Google that, right? I'm sure I'm sure that's out there. So that's That's perfectly fine, but... Great guy, so much fun to talk to, so much fun to hang out with. And like you guys, you know, half the time I'm I'm learning uh in real time as you are when I'm doing these these conversations. So it's just really wonderful to get to know some of these individuals that much better. And you know, you gotta you gotta take those notes because they definitely have some of the secrets to success. So Anyway, what what else is going on with me? So I hope you guys are watching the NBA playoffs. I know the NHL playoffs are going on as well, but you know, I'm an NBA guy. That's what I talk about on here, especially at the end of the shows. And I've been enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun watching the uh <laughs> the the Brooklyn Nets debacle. That, that 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 was enjoyable. And I was actually kind of I wasn't rooting for them. I was just rooting for a close series. Um but Kyrie Irving, man, this dude. So he as good as he is at basketball is as dumb the things he says from time to time. Just this guy is a he's a special, special guy. Uh, but that but that was fun. Uh Boston Celtics look, look good. Uh, you know, like that's my low key, like maybe pick to to win it all. Um based on very little. I didn't get to watch a lot of NBA during the regular season because I was busy and I didn't really like it that it seemed like every other game all you know half the good players are missing so it wasn't wasn't really that fun of a regular season but the playoffs are always a good time so i'm going to try and utilize the time forthcoming to to enjoy these games so i hope you're you're doing that as well trying to think what else is going on uh yeah bad wolves have some shows next month i'm sure i've already talked about this lunatic luau rock welcome to rockville and i'm doing a wedding band show in napa valley after bottle rock festival which metallica is playing so I got I got a lot on my plate, which I always seem to ha- have. <laughs> so one of these days, maybe I'll I'll do less. <laughs> we'll see. I need to make more money first. I think then I, then then I can do less. But you know, 
Got to grind while you got the energy. And anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you to everyone for checking out the show. Um, It's just good to be back. It's good to be back. And I'm definitely going to be working on some awesome interviews in the forthcoming weeks. Take care. Keep rocking. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. Drink coffee. And mama's out. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. <laughs>